And as you just heard moments ago here on Global News Radio, the province announcing some $12 million in virtual mental health support for us in the province as the COVID pandemic continues. Now, according to the government, the emergency funding will help mental health agencies hire and train more staff, purchase necessary equipment and technology that they need to help patients and support the creation and enhance, enhancement sorry, of virtual and online support for mental health services. Rebecca Shields is the CEO of the Canadian Mental Health Association, York and Simcoe Region, and she joins us for more on this here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Rebecca, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, What did you think uh, just moments ago? You heard that announcement from the provincial government. Uh, What did you think about their announcements concerning mental health? You know, I'm so grateful for this government support and recognition of mental health. What we're seeing and hearing, and we recently, uh, because it's Mental Health Week, launched a published a study that's showing that two-thirds of Ontarians already are feeling more and more stressed and are having difficulties coping. And we call it the fourth wave. So the fact that they're investing now and we're able to scale services to help people is going to make a huge difference. So very grateful, very progressive, and so happy to know that Ontarians will have access to care. You know, we heard several references, Rebecca, to our frontline workers, our healthcare heroes. Do you know, has there been an uptick amongst them when it comes to mental health inquiries? Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I as a CEO often receive is what kind of supports can we give to people who are on the frontline who are dealing with the fear um, as they go into frontline care, they're worried about transmission to their family members, what happens if they get sick, but also that moral distress, you know, feeling that they can't do enough, um, you know, that people are getting sick. So there's a real um, anxiety that is coming that they're dealing with every day. They're putting themselves on the line. And yet at the same time, you know, they care about their family members. Many of them also have family members that are isolating at home. And so it's, it's a difficult situation. I applaud them and I'm so grateful for everybody who's working so hard, even our grocery clerks and cleaners, everybody who's keeping us safe. It's our, our hats off to them. Yeah, the anxiety has got to be tremendous going into work on the so-called front line. How is that manifesting itself, uh, Rebecca, in these people's day-to-day lives? That's a really good question. And, you know, obviously, Jeff, no two people are the same. For some people, anxiety can cause a lot of sleeplessness. It can cause people to be angry and uh, maybe they eat too much or they, you know, drink too much or maybe they're finding that they're, you know, losing their temper. Maybe they're finding that they're just tired all the time. You know, it really expresses itself a different way, but they just don't feel like themselves. They don't feel like they're coping. Another really common experience is where, you know, your mood just seems to fluctuate really quickly. Like one moment you're kind of okay, and the next moment you're breaking down and crying in the car. We call it labile, but it's really about these sort of ups and downs of emotions that people are feeling um, all the time and feeling very alone and isolated and as if they're the only one going through this. So that distress and that people need help coping. And, it's you know, all of us are going through that. Even people who are staying home, they may be looking after children and feeling cold and stretched. You know, it's common to a lot of people, but certainly, you know, people who are going through economic loss and and changing job opportunities or losing their jobs, a lot of us are feeling, um, you know, the impacts of this pandemic. 
And that's why Canadian Mental Health Association and our other mental health care partners are there to support people. You know, that was my very next question for you, Rebecca. What about those that are just at home? Because we're living in an era now of isolation, that we're at home isolating, we're social and physical distancing. Are you also seeing an uptick of calls and inquiries uh, from, I guess, the everyday person that's uh, maybe uh, facing some new challenges that they didn't before? You know, absolutely. You know, again, we did this study and, and people are feeling um, that, they, that they're sort of coping okay with isolation and sort of not. And most of the time they're, they're saying, I tell people I'm fine, but I really feel like I'm not fine. And although they're grateful for things like Zoom chats, they're also feeling disconnected because there is a disconnection between being face-to-face with somebody and being on a Zoom chat. And so they're experiencing that. Um, Again, they're looking, many people have faced job loss and uncertainty of when things are going to be opening up. The other thing that I think about a lot is we went through that dramatic change when we all, you know, started to stay home and the fear around that. And now things are opening up and there's a whole new fear. What's that going to look like? Am I going to get it? What if people don't follow the rules? So every time we go through a new change, there's a new set of anxiety and a new set of fear and People are afraid and they're stressed and they are, you know, isolated and sometimes they're isolated and they don't feel like connecting and, you know, and that can make things worse. So we're really recognized and that's why, again, grateful for the ministry um, to host a range of uh, programs to help people cope. And that's the thing is, is you can cope. We all can cope. And we can also learn how to cope a little bit better, and that will help us in the long run. So I want to really reassure people that there's great services like the Bounce Back Program for people to reach out to to learn those precious coping skills that are going to serve us so well. On the line with Rebecca Shields, she's the CEO of CMHA, York and Simcoe Region, and we're discussing the $12 million worth of funding just announced by the Ontario government to enhance mental health care in the province during the pandemic. I'm glad we we're talking about Zoom calls and trying to stay uh, attached or connected virtually because that was a big piece of what was announced by the government today, Rebecca, are these virtual mental health supports. And I'm just wondering whether or not virtually that's as effective as being able to be face-to-face with a, a therapist or a, a professional. So, you know, one of the things I'm going to say is yes. There is a lot of great evidence-based programs, and the government absolutely did invest in programs like Bounce Back that are evidence-based, that have been running virtually in the province for five years. And we know that it works because we have coaches to individually support people and help them access material in a variety of languages. So we can do really great work with people over the phone or virtually but there absolutely is a need for some conditions like any medical condition where we absolutely need to have people have uh, face-to-face support for a variety of reasons. And so, you know, we have amazing hospitals and amazing doctors that will always see people face-to-face. But where we can, we know that the treatments are, are effective and evidence-based and cognitive behavior therapy can be done very well individually and we can do it in, in groups virtually, and those things will work very well for people. So I don't want to suggest that one is better from the other, but every circumstance is unique, and so we have a variety of services to make sure everybody gets the support they need. And really, thank goodness that we've got that ability. Uh, I mean, could you imagine this uh, going on, say, 20, 25 years ago when we didn't have the Internet and that sort of infrastructure to connect virtually? 
you know, it's a really frightening thought that you that we've talked about that a lot. And it's amazing to me how quickly people have adapted and the fact that we have the technology, that the tools are there and people are uh, opening up to these tools and finding new ways of using them. And they're accessible to people on phones. And there's been great support in terms of even uh, for the most vulnerable people ensuring that they have cell phones with data plans so that we can connect with them to keep them out of hospital. So we've been doing a lot of work to make sure that people who need support have the access to support. All right, just finally, Rebecca, in this moment of isolation and distancing, it might make it harder, I think, for some people to realize that they actually are suffering. And I know the CMHA, you were urging everybody, your mantra, your slogan is get real, be real with uh, yourself, what you're feeling, what you're experiencing. Is that message more important than ever now? I think so. And thanks for saying that. One of the things that I remind people all the time is, you know, we all have normal ups and downs. And that's part of being human and our humanity. But we really need to um, chat with our friends and our loved ones and our families. And when we feel like, you know, oh, my gosh, it's been five days and I haven't talked to anybody or I've been crying consistently for a while or I haven't been eating or I haven't been sleeping when the patterns of behavior start to become such that they're really interrupting normal routine, just reach out and get help. You know, even if it's just a phone call to talk to somebody, we have wonderful people to, you know, walk you through an assessment, talk to you, make sure you get the support you need. You know, why, why wait? <laughs> this is happening to all of us. It's totally normal. And, you know, it might just be a conversation or it might be a great program like Bounce Back or the other CBT offerings like Big White Wall that'll make all the difference. And why not just feel a little bit better as we travel through this journey of pandemic together? Absolutely. Just uh, finally here, Rebecca, for somebody who's listening right now, maybe feels overwhelmed and wants to reach out, what is the best way to do so? I think the best way to do so is call your local CMHA or call your local mental health support service. Um, you know, you're in Toronto, so if you're in a crisis, certainly reach out to your distress center. But Or you can just go on to bouncebackontario.ca and refer yourself to Bounce Back, and we'll have somebody on the phone to talk to you right away. Rebecca, really appreciate the time with us this afternoon. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Take care.